0: This is podcast number 521, and I'm Libby, your host, and this week we have returning guests.
3: Hi, this is Yu costume designer and TV enthusiast calling in from Los Angeles.
1: Hi, this is Tom. I chair the communication department at Palm Beach Atlantic University in Florida.
2: And this is Allison, and I write reviews for Whedonopolis, also from Los Angeles.
0: <laughs> All right, let's start off with the news. And Tom, can you help us out there?
2: Yes, I can.
1: ABC has given the Wonder Years reboot and the second season of Home Economics full seasons. Uh, AMC will be the new home for BBC drama Happy Valley, which will end after its third season. Uh, CBS Studios has signed first-look deals with Christopher Jackson from Hamilton and Bull, as well as with Stephen Colbert's production company, Spartina Productions. On The CW... Walker star Lindsay Morgan is going to exit the series in season two, which is this year. Did they say why? Uh, they danced around it. So I'm not sure. I didn't want to speculate. I I read the article. It was a whole lot of nothing. Um, and also on the CW for, um, for the sophomore season of Superman, Lois, Jenna Dewan is going to reprise her role as Lucy Lane and recur throughout the season, which makes sense because they're sisters. Um, at Fox, John Hamm is going to voice the lead character in the animated sitcom Grimsburg. HBO Max has announced that Brendan Fraser will play the villain Firefly in the Batgirl movie. And Netflix has announced that the hits, their hit Spanish-language drama Elite is, has been renewed for Season 6 ahead of its Season 5 premiere. They've also announced the cast for its Spanish adaptation of Bird Box, which is going to take place in the same world as the original movie, but is set in barcelona and the three body problem has added 12 to the cast including benedict wong john bradley samuel from game of thrones and liam cunningham who played davos on game of thrones peacock has announced that david e kelly has scored a series order for the crime drama the missing based on an israeli novel and finally showtime has announced the comeback girl limited series with Catherine Hahn as Joan Rivers, is not moving forward because the idiots didn't secure life rights from Melissa Rivers, who runs her (laughs) own state. It's like, dude, how about you secure the life rights before you announce a high-profile miniseries with a high-profile Emmy-nominated star?
0: That's awesome. All right, let's start off with the shows. First up, we're going to do Fear of the Walking Dead. This is episode two. And it's the episode with Morgan and Grace uh, in the post-apocalyptic, not only do you have your wasteland of walkers, now we have a nuclear wasteland so that everyone, everything is irradiated and you have to wear suits. You can only be outside for, what was it, six hours? They had a timer. I forgot how long it was. It was something like six hours. And if you don't get back inside in that time limit, then you could potentially have too much radiation poisoning. So there's a lot of ticking clocks happening in this episode. Uh, I liked it because Morgan. I mean, I love Morgan. So anytime you have him as your lead doing stuff, I'm, I'm a fan. But this one was, at least the first part of the episode, was more from Grace's point of view. I also love the actress playing Grace. But what's interesting is she was ready to give up in the finale of last season. She wanted a bullet to the head and just be done. So, this episode kind of looked at, now that they have this baby they have to take care of, they have to keep going for the baby, and Morgan is gung-ho about it, and she is really not. So, uh... Allison, your thoughts on this premise well, of the
2: episode? I got to say I sympathized with her entirely because that baby does not stop screaming for <laughs> instant through the entire show. Well, the baby was
0: like... hungry. They've made that very clear. They didn't have enough food for the baby. So the baby was hungry through the whole
2: episode. So the baby's going to cry. That's just how yeah, babies work. Which, I, the, this is true. But, you know, I mean, they they were talking about the baby as if it was on, on the verge of dying from malnutrition. And and first of all, they they got a really chubby baby. For,
0: <laughs> you wanted them to cast a skinny, shot. starving baby. I'm not sure where no, you would I, get well, one of those.
2: Know, they could use they could use an animatronic if they want to give that that effect. <laughs> um, and, and you know, when a baby gets so hungry that it's it's in danger of dying from it, it doesn't it doesn't actually cry anymore because it doesn't have the energy. But um, you know, the, the, um, that's one that's one thing. The thing is, is that what, what got me about this episode is that I can't believe they're still in that sub. Um, and, and it's been, I don't know they, they've been very vague about the time. time.
0: Yeah. I'm not sure how much time has gone by either.
2: It could be weeks. It could be months. We do know that it's enough time time, that
0: they've run out of food. Yeah.
2: They've run out of food. And also, you know, at the same time, apparently we've got strand who's created an entire community. community, Um, and and he's sending people out. And and this is the the other thing that got me is that Strand is is searching for Morgan, and he's got people out looking for Morgan. And Morgan is in exactly the same place. <laughs> he left right? Wouldn't that be place number one you'd send your guys? To, to be look fair,
0: they have... weren't looking for Morgan. They just knew who he was. When they run into Morgan, they go, "Oh,
2: you're Morgan." Uh, Strand yeah, had but, a I message. Mean, Strand has it, Strand is looking for Morgan, and he would have said, "Look here 1st you'd think, and and so it just struck me. And the the other thing that got me, I mean, I'm, I'm skipping all the way to the end. I realize was that it they don't re- they've been in in this in this sub for like months, and they only realize at the very end that there is an entire store of canned goods, literally under their feet, being hidden by nothing but a little mat. And uh,
0: to be fair, who looks under the mat? I'm just saying, I didn't have a problem. I did not have a problem with that. That was, I didn't have a problem with that at all that they found because one, they didn't really go into that room anymore. Um, and, and when they did go, the, the food was in the cabinets. So yes, they're going to look in the cabinets. They're not going to look under the, under the, uh, under the floor. So I, I understood that. So that didn't bother me. Um,
2: I don't know, it up. bothered me. It just seems to me if you've run out of food, you're going to look everywhere to see if there's something, any place. Well, they had a run... submarine. Things are kept that's in That's true, weird but places. they
0: still remember they still had some stuff in those cabinets. It wasn't until those guys came and stole everything that they were literally a hundred percent out of everything. They were out of food to feed the baby, but they still had food for themselves. And then those
2: guys came and took it.
0: So yeah, well, that's what I'm saying.
2: I, I don't know there was just there were so many things and then the the you know when they they go they don't really have a plan as to where they're even going to go when they go driving off they do into, have a, they do have a nothing. location where they're going sort of kind of not really um and they're just kind of driving and they they drive right into a trap um and and the whole setup about them driving into a track with ha- with having them argue over the tape or suddenly and, and not watching the road. It's like, I, I mean, I was counting the seconds for, for when they would run into something or go into a tree or something like that. Because just that is the typical standard tropey setup of, of, you know, having somebody run off the road. Um, so I just, I don't know. I'm I'm not thrilled with this season so far. Um, this, this episode was made better just pretty much because Morgan was in it and he's eminently watchable, but I, you know, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm losing interest fast with this season. I like this particular
0: episode, uh, way better than the first one. Um, yeah. And because of Morgan, but I also really like Grace and I just really liked her struggle. I liked her trying to figure out if she was just done, she was just like, you know, I understand how radiation poisoning works. I know how hard this is going to be because of all the radiation and her knowledge of all of what was going to happen. Um, and she's like, you know what? It's just too much. I'm, I'm done. And um, I like that Morgan really had to help fight like that struggle versus all the little, the minor plot details you're talking about. That's fine. But the, 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 the crux of it is really the relationships between the characters. And I thought that this episode did a really good job of Morgan and Grace's relationship and where they both were and how Morgan basically had this renewed vigor of life because of the baby because now he had a chance to basically have a new family. But that family includes Grace and she was like, well, it doesn't have to. And he was like, yeah, it kind of does. That's the stuff that I thought was brilliant and really good about this episode. Versus the minor little things you're talking about as far as, you know, story. But I, the, the crux of it I thought was great. But anyway, let's move on. Uh, next up, we're going to talk about the season finale of What We Do in the Shadows. You guys go.
1: The fate of Colin Robinson has been uncovered. Um, we go to the basement and there is a uh, basically a burst abdomen alien style, and a trail of slime going down the hallway, and then Laszlo discovers a baby version of Colin Robinson. So, um, the bulk of the episode was dealing with uh, the household not wanting to deal with Colin's apparent death, and uh, Guillermo trying to get them to deal with it, and posing for a picture taken by are, uh, that's going to be a portrait, which is going to be painted by um,
2: Donald I'm Logue.
1: Be, by Donald Logue, <laughs> who's just you know reveling. I I thought it was interesting because you know last week didn't he think that not Nandor was dead and now obviously he's not. He's and,
2: he's wandering around and nobody but basically comments on and, it and nobody
1: yeah. says word one about it. But um, so but the narrative thrust of the episode was them sitting for that and then um. Um, oh, dog. Tycho Watiti makes a cameo appearance on a VHS videotape. High <laughs> uh,
2: tech.
1: In, say what?
2: High tech.
1: High, yes, very high tech. <laughs> and invites, why am I blanking on the white snake? Uh, Nadia? Not, Nadia. Inviting Nadia to join the Worldwide Vampire Council because she's doing such a bang up job. In the local version, and so she's uh, she's she doesn't want to go initially because she doesn't want to leave people behind. And then she just uh, and then Laszlo has this dark secret about why he can't back go back to the UK, and basically because she was just a peasant uh, when she was turned, and they were snobby to her, and they kicked him out of some famous club. Blah blah blah. But anyway, <laughs> the end of that plot line was that. Um, he uh, Guillermo prepares coffins for the two of them to go off even though he is going to head around the world with Nandor um, initially he wasn't going to invite Guillermo and then they get into a fight which is funny because Guillermo reminds him that he's from a long line of vampire hunters and uh, you know basically it was a draw so but Laszlo turns the tables on Guillermo by trapping him inside the second coffin meant for him so he's going to accompany, uh, unbeknownst to uh, Nandor, who's waiting for him, Guillermo, and calling his name out futilely. But Guillermo and Nadia are en route on a slow boat to England at the end of the episode. And then uh, and Nandor's waiting for Guillermo fruitlessly because he can't hear him because he's trapped inside a coffin. So I thought it was a, a, a fun... Fun, interesting way to end the season because we literally have kind of split up our team. And Laszlo, I'm not sure what his motivation was, but <laughs> I guess he really didn't want to go back to England with his wife.
2: Well, and he also felt uh, like some uh, responsibility suddenly. I don't, I don't know where all this sense of responsibility is coming from with Laszlo, but he he seems to have this this genuine affection for um, for Colin Robinson and wants to take care of the baby version of him. He can't leave him alone. Um, So I think that was his rationale for staying behind. What I liked about this episode, because it had so much ground to cover, but it did it so well. Um, I mean, there was really not just the Colin Robinson thing, but there were so many other issues, and and what was going on with all the other characters, and where they were going to end up at the end of this season. And what this season did, I think, too which was different from from the previous, was that uh, the characters actually evolved a little bit, which is, is, is kind of different for a show like this. Uh, and, and I think they became, you know, they, they are so aggressively careless about lives and about even each other up until this season where I think they really coalesced into a family. And a lot of this episode is about Guillermo and his, his terror at the thought of this family falling apart now that Colin Robinson is gone. He can see that it's just dissolving. He even has a line as he's running through the, the house trying to get things together that, you know, he 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 feels like this is when you're at a party and somebody says, you know, they they're gonna leave and suddenly everybody else starts leaving too and the party is over and that's the end. And he wants this to stop. So, you know, his his attempts to try to get Nandor to not travel across Europe to find himself, um, you know, are kind of desperate. And he's trying to really keep everybody else together. And as you said, Nadia has been selected to go off back to England and and be part of the vampiric council there. So I, I think watching everything fall apart and then and then almost come together, at least, you know, in sections when uh, Guillermo and Nandor have duke it out with that fight that they have and (laughs) and, which was hilarious. And, and then, and finally just Nandor tells him, Oh, it was a test. It was a test to see if you were suitable to accompany me. And, and I, I think, you know, at the end when that doesn't happen because Laszlo's locked him away in a, in a, in a, in a coffin um, the look on Nando's face when he realized he's been ghosted at the at the train station, that just this sad look on his face. It's like he really did genuinely want Guillermo to be there. So they they've set everything up fantastically to, for for the next season. I'm really curious to see where they take everybody because you know I normally I would just expect everything to keep going the way it is. And they've set it up so that we're gonna see everybody in a different place, and and with different motivation, um, and and so that should be exciting. Uh, but this season has been really great. Uh, you know, All thumbs right. up not only for this episode but the season as a whole. All right. Definitely. Wrapping that up. All right. Good talk. Uh, next up, we're gonna talk about legacies.
0: This was episode three, I want to say, of the new season, and for the first time ever. I did not see the episode. I totally forgot. I I had it set up. I was like, oh, I'm going to watch it on Friday. It'll be great. And Yeah, that didn't happen. Sorry, guys. But others watched it for me. So what did you guys think? Come on, Tom. I thought it was okay.
1: I don't know. I'm just, you know, like, go ahead and either... Do whatever. Let her become the tribe or don't. But gee whiz, a whole episode agonizing about it, and more machinations by evil Landon slash uh, oh whatever the black tar baby pit thing is Malivore. <laughs> Malivore. <Malibor>. <laughs> I mean, for me, the breath the breath of fresh air was uh, the the good looking black kid who is one of who was one of the potential suitors. Who ended up leading the show? Yeah, the, so werewolf. He was like, the werewolf. Yeah, it
0: was
2: Landon's, yeah.
1: Landon's brother. Landon's brother. Oh, he comes, no points from um, Gryffindor because I can't remember his name. What the heck? Hope visits him in the pocket dimension where he's, you know, been stashed. Raphael. Raphael. There he so it was good to see him again, but man, some of this other stuff and it just feels like spinning gears.
2: I think that's because it is. I mean, we just keep, you know, we were complaining about this last week, and it's true. We just keep seeing this, the characters go through the same things over and over. And this this episode seemed to move the the pegs a little bit across the board because at least we seem to be getting some motion on on hope actually becoming the tribrid, you know. But I mean, we're still, you know, at the at, at just as she's in the process of it. It gets interrupted again by Malivore. Um, and so who knows where that's even going to lead. If she, she's going to get all the way through it and come out the other side as the tribrid or whether, oh, no, wait, but something's going to happen and <laughs> hope will still be the same. It's, I feel you know. like that's so going to be just our,
0: our Christmas break cliffhanger is going to be the tribrid. It's
2: very very likely. So, but you know, I mean, there's nothing else happening in this episode that we we haven't seen like a million times before. And 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 all and there was it was so talky. Every 5 seconds the characters are monologuing at each other about things that we've heard over and over and over again because there was and I just kept thinking as I was watching it, wow, there is that little plot this week. Really? Um so yeah, I'm I mean, I I have affection for this show, but it's kind of circling the drain at the moment because no. they they've gotta they've gotta do something other than this Malivore thing. They are so stuck in a rut; it's painful.
1: Move the storyline forward. Mm-hmm.
2: I'm not gonna. And disagree. the thing
1: about and the, and Caleb going to do deal with Malivore on the sign, blah oh. blah 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 blah. I mean. You know, that was, the, that was the cliffhanger that he's got wings and he attacks, uh, oh, I can't think of his name. Uh, the kid with the afro. MG. Oh, MG. MG. Yeah, I was just, by that point in the episode, I was just so bored. It's like, hey, turn on onto a hybrid or don't. And if you do, go evil or don't. But let's not talk about it for an hour, which is what this episode was.
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> yep. All right, let's move on. Uh, next up, we're going to talk about Lock and Key episodes three and four. And Usain will lead us in this discussion.
3: Yeah, you know, I think we all can agree that the first season was great or very good. So I was very excited about Lock and Key. And, and, you know, I think we talked last week about how one and two was a little bit slower. And I was very confused. But now three and four, it's definitely ramping up. Um, uh, and uh, to review, three was I like to call it the Jumanji episode because um, the the littlest uh, lock he found the littlest key, and <laughs> it opens. Uh, it really is teeny tiny, uh, and that's thematic because it actually opens up a dollhouse. Um, and it it I thought the scenes and the whole premise was really fun because the dollhouse of uh, is a replica of the lock house. And, um, you know, uh, it, it, they find out that it, it, it actually literally is like the lock house, meaning you, you can look down into it and you can see what's happening in real time, you know? So it's, it's not just a portal though. It is what it is. So the conceit of the episode was really fun. Allison. if you remember this, um, mm-hmm. you know, they were testing it out and, he, the littlest lock, like accidentally breaks his bed, you know, the dollhouse bed, you know, bed. And then also the, the friend uh, uh, puts in a little gummy bear, which I thought was hilarious because later on he like breaks off a piece of the gummy bear in a huge gummy bear, like in his bedroom. But the, but the, um, the, the best part, honestly, was the, a big uh, spider, a tiny spider in real life. Uh, ends up uh, running around the the dollhouse which means in real life there's a ginormous spider running around um so i thought that was really fun i mean it was very jumanji like you know uh but i thought it was really well done like the special effects were fun and the action you know sequence was was fun and then i think the other thing that was the, the other side of that the action side i thought was very sweet was um I think this is the episode. I'm getting a little bit confused. Allison, I don't know if you remember, but, uh, you know, uh, the elder, the boy Locke. I mean, the eldest boy. I don't remember any <laughs> of their names. Um, <laughs> Tyler, <laughs> is the
0: Tyler, Tyler is
3: the oldest. Tyler right. is the youngest. So, okay, so, yeah. So, Tyler, the big boy Locke. Um, he has that girlfriend who we know is aging out of remembering magic. Um, and very sweetly, he, cause she's apparently a Jane Austen fan. Um, he takes her, they, they recover the anywhere key. And he takes her to London on this, like Jane Austen tour, uh, for her birthday. Actually, he and he takes, I, her, he takes her to Bath. Oh, Bath. Right. Sorry. Right, right, right. The, the, the epicenter of all things Jane Austen. So, um, Uh, So I thought that was really sweet because here's the other thing. I don't know if we've seen it before. Maybe we have, but, um, hello, if I had an anywhere key, I would totally be doing stuff like that. You know what I mean? I would. I would totally be like, okay, I would like to go to, you know, I mean, wherever, Australia this week. And I'm going to go to the beaches of Greece and, you know, whatever. So I thought that was cute and romantic and also very realistic to kind of use it for just personal fun. Um, and then it was sad because she uh, she forgot uh, she you know she was forgetting the whole trip as it was and, and kind of disoriented. So so that was like bittersweet. Should I should I move on to four or should we well, let should somebody else, no, yeah, no, let no. Somebody else no, talk. Yeah, let somebody else, else, else talk, talk please. Yeah, yeah no, no that's that what I'm saying, saying it's, it's actually a part of four.
2: That the the trip to bath was part of
3: four. Oh, okay I got confused. Go ahead. But, because
1: uh, Jackie is forgetting.
2: Yeah. So um oh, and, yeah I what I, I love that whole bit with the spider. I I mean I am terrified of bugs. So that would be like my my nightmare, my paralyzing nightmare of something like that were to happen, just the sight of this this giant mega spider roaming through the house. Um, I, you know, and it was it was one of those things where it wasn't even like the, the plot of, of some evil demon character. It was just a spider that accidentally crawled into the house when when she left the key in the door. Um, so, and, and I was a very industrious spider too, because apparently it left webs all over the house. I thought
3: that was funny. Nice call.
2: Yeah. Um, but, but still that, you know, just the fight against this giant thing, um, was pretty spectacular. Just, I mean, strictly from, from a special effects point of view, it was beautifully done. Uh, and, and again, the trip to Bath, um, in the next episode, was was great also and very romantic while all of this is going on too we have duncan who you know they've tried to restore his memories and it's it's not really working it's not really taking and he's actually becoming even more of a mess than he was before and and having anger issues because he's getting little flashes of things that he can't make any sense of so, uh, you know, with, all of this is happening through th- this episode, and I thought, you know, it's it's really well done and and really well performed. I, I the kids are great, and you know, just the cast in general oh, is, Tom. is great. Oh, okay. I thought you were
1: no. laughing. Huh. Go ahead. No i I loved I loved season one and season two of this, which is why I binged <laughs> binged it all in uh, two days. So, so did Alice. <laughs> well, and the episodes were appropriately named. Episode three was called "Small World Art Art," and episode four was called "Forget Me Not." So,
0: no. Any other thoughts no, before uh... we
3: move on, Tom? Nope. Okay.
1: Lots of big stuff coming up, though. Oh yeah
3: <laughs> I, I do want to say this because I think this is important that they all because I thought I was gonna I was worried that they were gonna stretch this out but um girl lock um starts to suspect Good Lord, you really do need <laughs> to learn his name. <laughs> yes. You know, Dodge, Dodge slash Gabe. Uh, she's already starting to suspect something's wrong, you know, and I hate when the like soap opera plot of like the evil dude is like six weeks on and nobody can figure out that, you know, that that person might be potentially evil. So I thought that was excellent. And then I thought this was an important point that Mama Locke uh, is starting to get some action. She's hooking up with the teacher. They went on a date um, and uh, you know, and then that sort of develops. And the reason I bring that up is as, as important is because I was like, why are they introducing him? You'd like, who cares? And then, clearly, as the season goes on, he, you know, he's linked in because he has the history ah, with the. Oh, British guys, people. only the first. Only oh, stop, stop it. Only no, no, episode three and no, four. He, because he, Gabe, he owns- no, because Gabe goes into his drawer. That happens in this in episode four. Oh, okay. so I'm not giving any way.
1: He owns the dollhouse too, which is yeah. You know, a little suspect that you just happen to have a very detailed replica of your girlfriend's house.
2: house. Yeah. Yeah. Bad guy alert. alert. Yeah. All right.
0: Well, let's move on. Let's move on. Uh, Next up. We want to talk about star Trek prodigy, which uh, is like a 3d animated. It almost looks like a, um, what are those toy story movies? That company i'm blanking on pixar. Pixar. pixar pixar it almost looks like a pixar feature and it's really well done and i i immediately liked the the main characters and i know technically speaking they originally designed this show to be for little kids but i was like the show premise is about a bunch of orphans who are enslaved i was like that feels this, this feels a little dark for little children it's okay. it's not for little kids.
1: It, it's it's designed for younger audiences, but yeah. specifically they designed it to be a gateway for young viewers who don't know the Star Trek universe. So one of the things that Hollow Jan- Janeway will provide is orientation for the characters
0: and the young Yeah, I, I understand. I just was like, because originally I saw the behind the scenes and they said originally the idea was for really young kids and then it became a little bit older kids. I'm just saying that the the subject matter I thought was a little dark for little kids but, but they
3: do but they do run away from that right away I mean it is dark I will not argue with you whatsoever but I mean the And whole... also they
0: talk about the torture that the that the robot is going to do to the child If he gets a hold of him, it sounds terrifying. I was like, oh, my God.
3: uh, (laughs) I'm not saying it's not dark, but but they they leave at the end of the pilot. You know what I mean? So, I mean, they're not dragging it on, and it's not super, super scary. But, yeah, no, I don't disagree. I was actually confused myself. Like, who's the target audience for this? You know what I mean? Because it did sort of have a childish, like, The lead guy. It's funny because I have the opposite uh, response to. I enjoyed the show, uh, and I know that on on uh, our text chain we talked about how it was derivative and unoriginal, and you know, blah 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 blah. I didn't say that at all. No, 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 no. Uh, Other people, other people did. Uh, And and I'm not calling any. I'm not throwing anyone under the bus. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Hands firmly on the wheel of the bus. Not throwing anybody on the bus. So. so, but so for me, in response to what you're saying, uh, Libya, I didn't actually like many of the, the the lead characters. I thought they were all very stock characters and and not particularly likable. Although I see, you know, maybe me me getting to like them. But for me, the I had so low expectations of the show and not solo. Sorry. I didn't know anything about the show. And, but I did know that it was going to be for a lower younger audience. Um, So for me, I was very impressed. It looks beautiful. The score is very classic star Trek, lots of operatic, you know, kind of, you know, again, with the action sequences and stuff and the action sequence, the middle to last where they're like escaping, that was exciting, like legit fun for me to watch. Um, Of course I knew they were getting away but, um, you know, still, like, it, it was just fun and inventive. And, you know, the, the main character was stuck outside the, inter- or the ship. Um, so for me, uh, I thought it looked beautiful. It sounded beautiful. I didn't love any of the, you know, characters that much. But that's okay. It's a pilot. Like, they can grow on me. You know what I mean? Um, but I did think, sure, it was, pre- it was predictable. And it was a derivative of a million different things. However, I definitely want to give the show a chance. Anything that has Janeway pop up. Um, and it seems like she'll be there a lot, you know, as a as the, you know, the computer, whatever, whatever. So I'm willing to give it a chance and I'm not expecting much of it. And, and that's OK. I just think it'll be a fun, easy watch. I, I really surprise? enjoy it. Yeah, I
0: really enjoyed yeah, I, it. I I liked all, like, all pretty much all the characters immediately. Um, yeah, no,
3: no. I want, to be, I want to leave this by saying that, like, I did like it. I really did. And, you know, like I said, if it doesn't get any better, here's the best way I would put it. If it doesn't get any better, I won't have a problem with it. And I'm hopeful and excited if it gets even better.
2: All right, Allison, I- I'm curious to hear your opposite view. Uh... Well, it's not that I didn't like it. I thought it was entertaining enough. It's just, first of all, it's not Star Trek. It's Star Wars with Trek trappings. Um, you know, it's got Trek bunting on it, but it's basically a Star Wars series. Everything stylistically about it, the the approach to the characters, the the type of action sequences that they engaged in, it's like right out of any Star Wars animated series. And and it just that's what I felt like I was watching was, and and that's not necessarily a bad thing if it's a Star Wars animated series it's just it didn't nothing about it really felt like star trek well it's not supposed to yet that that's kind of the Um, point is it's
0: not supposed to yet because
2: i will i will have you know i mean provisionally because i'm not i'm not out of it or anything i'm like it's as as has been said it's beautiful to look at it's gorgeously animated um the action sequences are extremely well done and I'm I'm still willing to to give it a chance and and watch it and see you know how it develops because it could turn into something. I mean, this is just the pilot, so I'm I'm not going to say well this is exactly all I'm going to accept from it. Um, so it could go, it could it could get better. My my biggest criticism is that I find the characters totally unlikable. I can't relate Aww. to any of them, um, especially the 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 little. The boy lead um, is just obnoxious. He's yeah. adorable. Be, with...
3: <laughs> yeah, I find him super
2: <laughs> annoying. Uh, I, I really annoying. like him. Annoying. And and the other character, I, I thought it was
0: hilarious. Up... They were like, "What's your job?" We were the engineers. He was like, "He was like, oh, I thought I'd be the captain," and I yeah. <laughs> that was hilarious. <laughs> that was, that was you know, presumptuous. Yeah, I mean, presumptuous, exactly. Presumptuous, which yeah. is why I thought it was hilarious.
2: But, you know, I mean, okay, the, the occasional funny line doesn't make up with the fact that they've really given him an obnoxious personality. And Aww. that may change, you know. He may evolve and become a character that's, that's likable and someone I can cheer for. But in the pilot, he really was just annoying me. Uh, um, well, let, and, let's... Okay, you know, I was going to say, Tom it's, hasn't it's really spoken. really all I can yeah. say. Okay.
1: No, I enjoyed it. And, and face it, you know, ever since the J.J. Re- the Abrams reboot of Star Trek... It's been more Star Wars than Star Trek, so that's that. That was the ploy that you know Viacom CBS Corporate has made to intentionally try to get more viewers at the risk of alienating you know old time fans. Um, I thought it was really interesting that the the three solid callouts to classic Trek, aside from eventual Janeway, were the Medusen. Inside yes. the uh inside that was the cool. suit.
0: Yes, like that. And
1: then the engineer is a Tellerite. Right?
0: <laughs>
1: and then finally the fact that we see we see a um oh shoot. Uh the Kazon the Kazon the, the bad guys from Voyager. Right. So Oh right, yes. Something that didn't really come across in the pilot but was in the uh behind the scenes. We're in the Delta Quadrant. Ah, so, yeah. Uh,
3: yes. I did not know that. Well, that makes sense because of Janeway. I mean, I thought that would be... that's Well, kind but of that's not
0: her ship, so...
3: No, 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 but I just thought it was sort of like a call-out or like a subliminal oh, okay. kind of a sort of connection, you know, to me. I didn't even know that, but I, I kind of sort of thought that because she's existing in that world, that, that you know, that, uh, an, you know...
0: That quadrant, android, right. Yeah, but out. I mean, Starfleet's not big. There's very little Starfleet presence in the Delta Quadrant, so... So I, I think we'll get more.
1: But, you know, it was engaging enough, and... You know, kid. I think we forget that kids can deal with some rough stuff. I mean, Chitty Chitty Bang Bang, they're kidnapping kids to force them into slave labor, and that was in the late 60s. Live action, too, I might add. Mm, so kids okay. can deal with stuff, with stories that have dark, you know, with darkness in them, especially if, they're, if they triumph over the bad guys. So I'm cool. in. I'll, I'm looking forward to seeing where this ship is going to go.
0: All right, let's move on. Uh, thumbs up. I think overall from us on that. Uh, next up, we're gonna talk about Succession, and I don't know what episode you guys are on.
1: Episode two. Yep. Three hundred two.
0: Okay, what'd you think, Allison? You want to start?
2: Um, sure. Uh, well, okay. Well, this uh, this episode uh, again, it just picks up pretty much exactly where the last one left off. Where uh, we have we have um, oh my God, I blanked on his name. Kendall. Um, Kendall. Thank you. God. Um, Where we have Kendall who is now trying to get his siblings to join him in his coup against his dad. And at the beginning, it looks like he's going to be pretty successful at that because we have Shiv who's, who's really been rejected by her dad and is pissed and she goes to, to Kendall all on her own and just has a meeting with him. And, and you think that, you know, there's going to be something, there And then she's, she's followed up. It's, it's kind of hilarious how they she's, she's followed up immediately. Um, if they, they think secretly by, by Roman and then, you know, uh, the, the, the other brother, uh, Connor. Connor. Um, and, uh, you know, and, and they're all there to discuss what they're going to do and if they're going to be part of this. And meantime, you've got cousin Greg, who is terrified to do anything. He's (laughs) paralyzed with fear. It's like he's agreeing with everybody because he's so scared that he's going to make the wrong choice. I'm just
1: an innocent bystander, mostly.
2: (laughs) Mostly. (laughs) (laughs) And he goes running. But the best part was that he goes running to his grandfather for help. And he thinks he's going to get help from And he keeps also not catching on when when his grandfather talks about how he's getting his affairs in order in order he never questions that and it just flies right by him and and he just keeps asking for help and sure he gives him help he's he uses him as a pawn to try to take down uh waystar royco mm-hmm. um and at the end, and, and this is going to screw him over royally. He's uh, because he's just basically been weaponized, and that's that's really all that Ewan cares about is taking is, is taking down his brother Logan. So uh, it's just it just ends with with uh, Greg sitting there looking like, uh, "What's happening?" And Poor how did Greg. I get this? Oh, he, hey, at least he has the good
1: right. sense when the lawyer you know, basically forces his way in and says, I'm your lawyer. He had the good sense to realize, wait a minute, do I hire you or do uh-huh. you find, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> and his, he, I- <laughs>
2: he did have that, but then he walks right into another trap, which was like, wait. <laughs> so that was great. And, you know, and the, everything going on with the siblings, it's like they went through a lifetime of issues between all all four of them. And, um, yeah, the end of it is, is just, they, they, all the issues that they have made it impossible for, for them to work together.
1: Oh, and- it, it, it's just, I, 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 I think I zoned out last week just because I watched it live on air and I was tired. So I watched the whole episode again this afternoon, but mm-hmm. there's no way these, I mean, they're just like Lear's children Yes, they're awful it's like none of them greg is the closest thing we have to somebody who we can kind of root for because he's just such a rube but the siblings are also toxic i mean shiv shiv is just upset that oh i'm the token woman and nobody takes me seriously and then you know kendall's got his he's got some serious hubris and um it's just even Connor. I mean, oh my gosh, all these people are terrible. At least, um, the McCulkin kid. Well, I'm blanking on his character's name, Roman. Roman, at least Roman's fun to be around. I think for Roman, the tipping point was when he calls Jerry and pitches the hypothetical, and she just says, You don't want to be my enemy because mm-hmm. <laughs> they have a closeness. I mean, they are they, they have a closeness that borders on intimate. And she's the one who actually talks some sense into him. But man, this thing is—if all four of them could actually agree, which isn't going to happen because they're too mm-hmm. hyper-competitive, even Connor—it was just a disaster waiting to happen. Oh, yeah. and 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 uh, the ex-wife—that was a trip too. It's like here, are my list of demands to be seen in public with him.
0: <laughs> okay. Well- <laughs> and- I was going to say, you wrap, no, it's, you wrap it it's, all up. It's,
1: it's a great, I can see why HBO quickly picked up season four of this, because it is firing on all cylinders. And these, it's it's such a black comedy. I mean, I, I don't think that people realize that it is darkly funny. Oh, it's, it's hilariously not, it funny. Is not but it is absolutely black humor.
2: Yeah.
1: Oh my gosh, it's just delightful. I'm Allison. I thank you again for getting me to watch season two because it's a highlight of my week.
2: Ah, uh, well, you're welcome. Megan like, Mega
0: like used to be doing this as a whole the season, by the way. Oh, uh, I, jumped, I, I jumped! off that train. We recommend it. Yeah, I jumped off that train at season one. I I, I can't watch a show where I hate everyone. So. <laughs> oh, you can like Greg though. He's such a rube. <laughs> mm, I hated all of them. I thought See,
2: normally, uh, normally I would agree with you in in that respect, but I think that the show is is so good at poking fun at these terrible people. It never loses sight uh, of the fact that they are awful and they are ridiculous at the same time, and and that's what makes the show such a delight. I, I
0: jumped off when they had that baseball game in season one, and they were making oh, that, the making watch,
2: fun. Yeah, yeah, that was delight. like violent. That was the pilot. That wasn't the pilot. Yeah, that it was the baseball pilot. game? I don't think baseball. That... Anyway, the, I, there was a baseball game with the watch. I, I don't think it was the, the watch. Pilot. It was
0: the guy who gave him a check. He Roman yeah. gave this guy a check and was like, "This is more money than you've seen in your life. If you hit this ball, then you get the check. And if you don't, then you're back to where you were, or something like that." Yeah, and... that's the pilot. That's the pilot Libya. Oh, whatever. Well, I was out. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, let's move on. Uh, Next up, we're going to talk about the 4400, and this is a reboot that the CW is doing unnecessarily for a show that was brilliant. Um, The original version of the 4400, if you haven't seen it, you should go see it. It's pretty good. I've rewatched it somewhat recently, and I still thoroughly enjoyed it. Uh, And it it made Mahershala Ali a household name, or at least...
1: You know, Mahershala before he dropped the two extra syllables from his first name. His
0: name was so long across the screen. I remember that. Seriously. (laughs) Uh, But yes, it's a really well done show, and so the remake is not bad. It's like okay, (laughs) I understand that they were like, let's make it more diversity, even though the first version was a little diverse. This one, there, it was a little. Mahershala was the only black character, so it was a little diverse. And it was supposed to be happening by. all over the world. And so I understand the idea of, okay, let's do a reboot and really do all over the world. And that's not what they did. For some unknown reason, All the return, almost all the returnees are black. And I don't understand. There's no explanation of why that is. They're all from different time periods, but they're not from all over the world. They're just from black neighborhoods. Like, I don't get it. And they don't really explain it. And I, I wouldn't say all of them. I would say 60%. Easily Uh a majority. Easily a majority, and there's literally zero explanation on why that is. And they say very clearly, these people are from all different times, and they're from all over the world. Okay, where are all the Asian people? Where are all the Indian people? Where are all the like what what's going on? So anyway, so and then even the the social workers, the people that are supposed to help them, they're all black, which that actually I could buy because of they're like in Detroit. So I was like, sure, right, that makes sense but it's just really like it's like the show is trying to do a social commentary about how even though all these black people came from all different time periods it's still the same now in 2021 like i get that and you can make that point once now what are you going to do <laughs> like they made the point and i feel like now they got nowhere to go um yeah and if the show's it's supposed to be a sci-fi show about some mysterious, you don't know if it's aliens or whatever that's returned these people. You're trying to figure that out. And what I really don't like in the first episode, they make zero progress towards holy crap, what really happened. Their entire theory is that all these people are lying, which makes no sense. So, yeah. I have not hated a pilot
1: of a show this much in a long time. <laughs> it was <Wow>. inept. <laughs> It was in that – because the 4400 was originally like a six-part miniseries on USA, and the whole thing was a backdoor pilot, but they waited to see if the ratings were good before they greenlit it. These idiots at CW didn't even film the pilot first. It was in development for two cycles, and they gave it a straight-to-series order. And if they had made a pilot and actually watched it, they would have realized – this doesn't work. Yes. Especially when you compare it to the original. It was just bad. It was uninteresting. It was dull. Oh, uh, yeah, this yeah. is the kind of thing that, you know, you're like wanting to throw something at the TV, except for I have a really nice TV, so I'll take it out on the show. <laughs> <laughs> well, Game the thing is it.
0: they it's like it's like they watched the original 4400 and they're like we want to do that, but make it more relevant and socially diverse and blah 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 blah, blah. but then they like got lost in their own self-indulgence so they're not actually telling a story Uh. so it's just like what are you guys doing like i don't understand what's happening so i'm probably i I know you're you're out but i'll watch one more and see if they actually get to the story i want to see if they actually get to what the heck the story is because they do leave it on a halfway decent cliffhanger with the kid that doesn't speak and then he's like, such-and-such's brother is fine. And you're like, what? So that at least slightly intrigued me. Slightly. To call this pilot by the numbers is to
1: insult paint-my-numbers coloring books. Yes. Um, and, oh, oh, and you can't play the piano because you're black and I'm white and I have the gun. What? That was ridiculous. That yeah. was stupid. That was ridiculous. Stupid. Was I was good, like, like, that's, that's ooh, hitting you with a hammer.
0: That was unnecessary. It's the
1: worst kind of racial coding. Yeah. It's just basically, oh, yeah. racism for dummies.
0: Yeah. there's was like, this is what a racist looks like. I was like, yeah, thank you. All right. Anyway, so that's enough about that. It's a bad pilot. Moving on uh, to a mediocre pilot. Next up, we're going to talk about Invasion. And this pilot was definitely by the numbers. Um, it's like, if you've seen any alien invasion, uh, story, this is the same thing, but like they wanted it to be more, this is us or something. So (laughs) you spend a lot of time, like they give you a bit at the very beginning, showing you the alien for like five seconds. And then they're like, Hey, let's introduce you to all these people around the world. And this one is diverse. We are in Japan. We're in a small town. We're in a big city. And so it actually does do the diversity thing correctly um sure. and you get to meet all these people and learn about their lives and they actually do surprise there were a couple of surprises at the end of the pilot where
3: i was like whoa what, what? does
0: that mean so wait like
3: what remind me
0: uh the space shuttle the space shuttle like you mean you, you mean oh the... when the
1: when space, the space shuttle? shuttle explodes
0: when the space shuttle explodes i did not see that coming
1: did you that see was... that coming? oh
0: and oh. unexpected
1: since they spent so much time building exactly. the relationship between the you yes. know, the closeted the closeted Japanese astronaut and her lover. Right. And then to kill one of them. It's like, whoa, whoa that was pretty good. You
3: know, well, you know what? That's weird because I, I sort of had the opposite experience. And maybe because for real's not to be a downer, but I actually witnessed, you know, in real time Challenger exploding. I sort of had like a PTSD kind of like, Oh God, are they gonna explode the the rock the shuttle? I was like I don't know like, but it didn't
0: happen like because it didn't happen at launch I didn't have that. They were just right, going about right. their business well, uh yeah,
3: but I just felt like it was ominous. Like you know like the 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 show didn't preface it by any way. I don't disagree that it was that there were breadcrumbs or anything, but I don't know. I just have to say, like, I thought for a bang, like they were going to need a twist or something, you know, or they were going to need a pilot kind of, you know, you know, bang. I, it didn't surprise me when it happened. I may not have guessed it, but I kind of was like, Oh, okay. This is the like <gasps> moment of a pilot, of their pilot. So Yeah. And I mean, it worked
0: because I was, <gasps> yeah, I did all of that. Yeah, uh, but it, yeah but And they spent a me, lot like, of time getting you to believe that that, couple was a real couple i really yeah, bought into them fair. and i really yeah, shipped them and i was like oh this is gonna be so great and she's got the star on the ceiling and she left her the letter and, I, and she was doing yeah. the recordings and stuff and so i was really into that relationship and so when they killed one of them not only was it surprising it broke my heart like it did both of those things
3: but I think that's what it was supposed to do. It's it a was, but I, I know, it but I,
0: but I think it, it worked because it, they spent, yeah. they spent the time, they spent the energy and the actors sold it. That's what I'm yep. saying. Yeah, they
3: did. Yeah, yeah, they did. I think the acting in this is probably better than, than, than the show. You know, you know what I mean? Like, I think uh, the show is, like you said, very, this is us and I get it, but I, I, it, you know, and Pilots are pilots, you know what I mean? We, we all know that a, a series can get much better than a pilot, uh, and sometimes there's a lot of exposition in a pilot that we tend to complain about and yada, 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 yada you know there's world building yada 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 this wasn't world building so much as uh you know really introducing us yeah. yeah really introducing us to the people that we're probably going to be watching for the whole series and their like relationships however small however they if they end in explosions like we we definitely are you know given that but i i don't hate the show and i'll give it a chance but as a pilot i did think that they spent way too much time uh, you know, kind of giving us backstory, and you guys know how much I love backstory, but I actually like backstory after you've caught me. Like, after you, you've, you you know, caught me in the show and I'm kind of really interested in the characters and I'm really interested in the show, then when you go back and kind of tell me more about each of the characters, I'm very interested and I don't mind that much backstory. But to start uh, an, an alien movie this way, in terms of an inv- invasion, I did feel it was a little weird that they took so long. Uh, also, and just a little, just a little... Um, Lip service to the one woman who found out that her husband was cheating on her, and she was like very calm and sort of you know, whatever. I I found that not just personally annoying, but like I don't know where they're going that with that with the story. Tonight, I've seen more a, episodes, and I still, labor-
0: I've seen more episodes, and I still okay. don't know where they're going with that story. So, exactly. Oh.
3: So, so I haven't seen them. And what I'm saying is that was all so super labor. I'm not, you know what I mean? I'm it's not, like... I'm not
0: disagreeing. I think that that, that yeah. storyline is the weak link. Like when we yeah. just see them as a happy family, I was like, oh, that's fine. And then once you find yeah. out he's cheating, I was like, what's this got to do with aliens invading? Like, I don't care about this he at all. Me. And then yeah. the house yeah. like explodes or whatever. And I'm still like, Meh. Uh, so I think that yeah. storyline is a weak link. And then Sam Neill, dude, they spent the entire episode getting us into Sam Neill's head and he thinks that his purpose is, is divinity by God and he's looking for symbols and signs to figure out his purpose in life and he goes to that field and the aliens just, like, kill him.
3: Like, what? Eat him? No, well, this is the thing. I haven't seen any more, right? So I wasn't sure if this was, like, a Sam L. Jackson deep blue sea kind of a thing. I, that, I, mean? Whereas, I think you, it is. You you know so he's he's dead he stays dead. I I, looked, I, I was.
0: I decided I didn't want to wait around and find out. I looked it up on IMDb. He has one episode credit. Seriously? Oh, yep. Sam Neill is dead why, as a doornail. Why the, <laughs> so that's why the heck did they spend that, so much time on
3: him and the, to kill him? And he I, 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 like they <laughs> said, like she said,
0: Sam Jackson, Deep Blue Sea
3: kind of number. Just like, bam, the shark just came out and ate him. I mean, and it, it's very um old school like what was it what's that movie uh, uh scream or whatever where they killed drew barrymore right in the beginning you know what i mean so, so i feel like that's uh sorry to say this word but we haven't said it all podcast it's it's tropey it's, a trope. it's tropey you know it's a trope that we have absolutely seen before and yes it's shocking in the moment like a jump scare but like it's not particularly interesting well, You know what we mean? And it's so not much new.
0: time with him yes! that's the that's thing the that sucks
3: about the show yeah. And yeah. you know, the, if you count but the, you know, the other actor, the act, the actress as well, that's two people we've we've been made to care about and then just kind of ripped ripped off ripped away from us. So yeah, I am very skeptical of the show. Uh Ed, Libya, have you seen two or three more episodes? I've seen 4 episodes total. Oh. oh wow. so, do you, so do you think it's worth it to hang in there?
0: No. thank you for saving me time
3: okay so my takeaway is start succession but stop invasion there you
0: go that's that's a good takeaway like yeah that's a basically the reason i looked it up is i got to episode because i was waiting to see if sam neill came back and i got to episode four and i finished episode four he was not back and i was like look i can't deal with this so i just looked it up dude if he wasn't back in episode two by the end he he ain't coming back Yeah, Yeah. so I was just like, all right, I just need to know now. And then once I looked it up and I was like, okay, I'm done. Like, I'm out. I'm out on this show. Uh, And because episode four, zero aliens in the entire episode. None. Wow. No aliens Uh... whatsoever. Just dealing with people, hanging out. I was like, you've got to be kidding me. And they introduced a black guy in the second, a soldier in Afghanistan in the second episode. And they introduced this kid that's on a field trip and those two characters are actually halfway interesting but they make the black dude in afghanistan too gun crazy so i i found him unappealing he was his 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 philosophy about everything was shoot first and in certain circumstances i understand it but later on i was like dude what are you doing um so yeah yeah I mean, that actor, and like you said, the acting is really good. So the acting amongst all the characters they've introduced is top notch. It's just the story. It's just the story. All right. Well, let's move on. Let's move on. All right. Next up, we're going to talk about Foundation, and we're going to talk about episode seven. And this one, I forgot the name of it, but this one was pretty good because we actually deal with Every a lot uh, uh, every location. <laughs> like we go and deal with all the characters. Every character storyline gets a bit because in the last couple of episodes, there they have there are certain storylines that are not covered at all. So this yeah. one we check in with everyone, which I thought was really pretty cool. Uh, well, go, it, go ahead, Youson. Go
3: ahead. Yeah, well, it needs to. You know what yeah. I mean? Like we're at episode seven. You know, and you know, it's in order to make the show really i think matter and dramatic is sort of tying not that they tie in everything necessarily to each other but tie in all the storylines that or show us all the storylines that we've been following now you right. know what i mean like you know i'm patient enough to be like oh this episode is about empire oh this episode but now i kind of like to see where everybody's at you know especially because the time difference and the and the and the and the the environment you know at where where they are is so different so different so um and if i remember correctly i think it's called mysteries and martyrs um and uh you know i okay so there's the mystery of so i will just go over the four pieces the 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 set piece of um the the action stuff on the jump ship you know what i mean uh, we've been saying this the whole series i believe it, to me the the which the the sci-fi aspect of this show you know is sort of the weakest part for me the sci-fi being the mostly the it's all um action pieces you know and they're on the jump ship and nothing particularly interesting. It's not shot particularly well. There's not a lot of great dialogue. Um, they make a big deal about needing, you know, the people to stay alive, whatever. Then the other sequence is, and uh, we've complained about this as well, uh, as, at least you and I, Libya, I don't know about, uh, I think Peter definitely is more pro with the young couple, you know, shipping them. But, I mean, I had less of a problem with them because they're definitely moving that story way forward. Uh, and I have to wonder you know i i'm i have to wonder if um you know because i think she convinces him to leave the palace at this point uh and um so so i well, I, I well think- no the, the the big thing about that storyline with dawn is the fact that
0: he he basically because the whole time he has been behaving like he's terrified if his other clones find out that he's different that he's colorblind that he's whatever that he's any that he's left-handed he's been acting terrified and for the longest time i was like I mean, I get it, but I didn't really get it until he takes her down to that basement area to show her his replacement clone that if they discover that he's different, they'll just unbox this dude and, and kill him. Like that was a really big piece of information that regardless of whether how I feel about his relationship with her, that was a huge piece of information.
3: It gives that storyline all the weight in the world, you know what I mean? So, like, you know, know, at first it was just a budding romance, you know what I mean? And now, and who cares, you know what I mean? Like, uh, you know, he's struggling with his first romance, blah, blah, blah. I was like, I don't see how this fits into everything. So, exactly. Like, this episode gives us a lot, you know, and it makes the relationship more worthwhile to, like, be invested in. And I have to wonder if she is in a honeypot. Like, I, you know, it to me, it seems like, you know, now that we know that the stakes are so much higher you know i start to kind of think where is this going you know what i mean so so it's it's definitely more interesting for me as i think i've said all along from the very first episode the episodes with empire uh you know and his his android you know and now he's or he's already landed on the planet and he's kind of
0: and the uh, basically oh they're they're doing the whole who's going to be basically the next pope is is the storyline
3: Yes, and what I love about this episode is they gave him an excellent foil. I oh, thought she's that, fantastic. She's great, and she yeah. needed to be great in order to make this episode work. The scenes, you know, his, he's, his, um, yeah. he needs to be fearful. He had to like we, you needed an actor and, and and the role to be convincing enough that he would literally be empire of like a billion planets, uh, but now he's scared. Do you know right. what I mean? Right, right, uh, And now he's kind of desperate, which makes him, you know, in this episode, talk about uh, – Well, and all, but the, the thing
0: that's also – what's crazy is that because we know Empire pretty well at this point, when yeah. she is going off on him, he's like, what's your ask? What do you want? I'll give you anything you want and, if you just, right. you know, don't say what you're this, – this whole speech thing. And she's like, oh, you thought that I wanted something from you? She's like, no, I believe this to be true. And she goes off on him, like, totally just, like, breaks him down. And you can see the look on his face that he is currently yeah. picturing ways to kill her. Like, yeah. <laughs> you know, like, he's got in his mind, he's like, I will kill her this way. And well, the that fact is- that... Really. But the thing yeah. is, the fact that she can see that on his face and is totally unafraid of him is yeah. brilliant. Yeah. And so yeah, that, that all of that really, really works. Like, they... Their scenes together were amazing. They were
3: electric. And like I said, you needed an actress to sell the fact that she could scare a man like Empire or a clone, you know what I mean, Uh, with his position and his power and all of that stuff, it needed to really be believable or then you're not as invested. And like you said, you know, when he realized that she is a force to be reckoned with and that he is actually in real danger, you know, that hamster wheel in his head was running. And I think, again, that is why it's also very believable that he he has come up with the decision that he needs to walk the spiral. Right. You know what I mean? so desperate you know desperate that desperate
0: that's that's pretty desperate because they show they we're standing in a lot of people who've tried to walk the spiral one dude is dying one dude is blind one dude like all these people who have tried to walk the spiral have failed and there's like a tent full of people who have failed and that a lot of people that try die and he's like you know what i will prove to you that i have a soul i will walk this spiral And the fact that he's willing to risk his health and his life to that extent lets you know, yeah, how desperate he is to prove himself right and her wrong. And that's the he's actually backed himself into a corner that that's his only solution, and that he's willing to do it.
3: Right. And that's what I think the the greatness of this episode is, is that it really uh, emphasizes what's at stake for all the characters now. Do you know what I mean? Like, uh, all of them, you know, Uh, it it amps up each storyline. Oh, we didn't talk about Gail yet. And and, uh, Oh, yeah, right. Well, that too, right? So I don't remember exactly. I think I'll let you speak most about it. Um, except, yes, then, you know, then there's the full confrontation and the story, you know, the backstory of exactly, like, what led to, you know, Harry's murder and Harry having, uh, you know, a consciousness beyond that first, you know, flickering, you know, uh, uh, projection that we were introduced yeah, to him. Yeah, so, so more, basically,
0: basically they introduced the idea of A.I. Harry. He, he explains that he's been wearing... Some recording device behind his ear, like the whole time, and then well, right he was alive. What, that he was alive, and then right after he gets stabbed, uh, Rache takes it and puts it in the knife, which he then puts in the shuttle, which is how Gale has it, which is how he gets uploaded to the ship. He's having a hard time remembering that he's dying or not dying, that he's alive. But in this episode, he finally like clicks, and he's back. He's like fully AI, and right,
3: that's what I.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So he's fully AI and he's talking to her and asking her information. And this is because he's trying to figure out why his plan didn't work. And right. the answer he to that question. Happened. Yeah. He yeah. wants to know what happened. And the, and what's cool is you find out he was supposed to kill himself. But he realized that he, if he killed himself, that Raish was not going to leave Gale. And so he had to make the situation so that Raish would have to leave Gale. So he made right. Raish kill him so Raish would get in the shuttle and leave. But the reason that didn't work is because Gale showed up like right as it was happening. And then she would be implicated in the murder. So Raish put her in the shuttle. And then he stayed behind. And he was like, well, how did you know to come? What's going on? And the whole end of the episode, the big da-dum of the episode... Is that you realize because there's like a, a, a storm happening and she's like we need to get out of the storm and he's like no the ship is fine and she goes and she grabs the shielding she's talking to him and they're talking about all this stuff and then you you real they do all these flashbacks and you realize that all the it's things true. we've been watching the whole time lead us that Gail can feel or she like can see the future she's not like consciously but enough right. to react to it. And so, like, she throws this shield up just as a particle comes slamming through the ship and would have killed her. And that's, and, and then her last line is, I can see the future. And it goes, boom. And, right. Because okay. his whole thing, because his whole thing of seeing the future is all about math. He can calculate the future, but she can yeah. actually see it.
3: Right, it's more instinctual for her. And uh, I find that, you know, that's what the show does. I don't know different levels of success or or whatnot, Um, but there's a real kind of uh juxtaposition of like spiritual and intuitive uh and then technology and math and science you know what i mean that's sort of the push and pull of the whole show um and especially embodied in the android do you know what i mean you know we're finding out that she did the spiral walk herself you know which makes no sense because it's supposed to be like find your soul at
0: the end and she did it yeah and she had and she had the vision
3: right Yes, that's what I'm saying. So to me, that that's kind of the embodiment of the whole show, you know, of of, you know, can you know, and isn't that about science? Right. What is a soul? What is humanity? And then you take it a little further. And it's, you know, can can clones or AIs, you know, have a soul and spirit? How do you define humanity and blah, blah, blah. I mean, that's probably at the core of most sci fi when you break it all down. Um, so I think that the way they're doing it, you have to be patient. You know, I know Allison, you know, was turned off immediately and, and couldn't kind of make it through. And I'm not saying she would have liked it more as she watched it more, you know, but for me, uh, even though it has its definite problems uh, with with episode seven, you're kind of getting paid off. You're kind of getting rewarded for your patience and kind of all of the different characters and all of the different storylines. They really kind of give you a lot. Uh, to, and then set you up for like, you know, what's, what's the payoff what at the end. Right. payoff Yeah. Yeah. So it's a really good episode. It's a little long into the series that's seven, you know, you got to get to, but it is a slow rolling show. I mean, that's not, you know, it is what I've it is. Some of the,
0: I've loved the earlier episodes, so I didn't have a problem.
3: No, no, no. I didn't dislike them. Especially remember, I told you, I was very heavy on the whole empire cloning, you know, the sun, the dawn and the day and the whatever I would watch a series just on that. I mean, it would be a completely different show, but so, you yeah, no, no, I'm not complaining about it. I'm just saying it's a little bit more traditionally like paying off for your patience. You know what I mean? I don't have a problem being patient. I'm ex- actually extremely, extremely patient, but I am saying for other people, if you're starting it or you're thinking about starting it, it's definitely a slower role. You know what I mean? And, and if it's that kind of a show for you, then I, you won't have it. Actually,
0: any- I totally disagree with you. I didn't feel like it was a slow role at all. I, I, I thoroughly enjoyed all of it. Um yeah
3: no, again I didn't dislike it but No but hour, I'm saying I'm
0: disagreeing on the idea of it being a slow roll cuz I don't believe it is. Oh
3: no, no no right I I know you're saying that but I and I'm saying that uh it's still in some ways I did think it was I mean it's just a difference of opinions but what I'm saying I want to make sure that you that you or people who are listening I didn't eat even though you don't agree that it was a slow roll, I'm saying it. If I'm saying I did think it, but it's not a detraction. It's not a criticism. Is what all I'm saying. You know what I mean? Well, um, let's, let's, I let's yeah, let's wrap let's wrap this one up though. Any any final yeah. thoughts on seven? Uh, just just that you know, I really think that it, you're you know, it was a great big payoff and a great place to kind of uh, now be like, what's ha- what's gonna how is it all this gonna end? Yeah, we have I mean?
0: three more episodes. So.
3: Eight, nine, ten. Oh,
0: right. Yeah. Okay. All right. So uh, I think we're saying thumbs up overall for that. Sure. Uh, if you have any questions or comments, you can send them to tvcampfire@gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter or on sci firadio Radio. We not listen on iTunes, and we'll talk to you guys next time. Bye-bye.
2: Bye Bye-bye. bye. Bye.